following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the show today. The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission, and a Healthier Planet. I'm Sharon Kleina. I want you to know that today, and we're going to be discussing World Ocean Day. And we have an exciting guest, Bill Mott, uh, who is from Yale University School of Forestry. And we're going to discuss what is happening with the ocean. We're going to learn a lot. Our second guest is Cindy Simp, who is Executive Director of CleanOceanAction.org, the New York-based New Jersey Bite and Water Quality. We're going to learn a lot on the show today. Before we begin, I need you to understand that if you come and listen, invite your friends, family, and acquaintances, even a stranger, come and listen. Lives can be saved because what is the environmental issue number one? Water. The power of water. And as we're learning with the news today with Pakistan, the rains came down. They needed the water desperately, but the lives that are being lost because they are not prepared for overabundance of more water they didn't have. They have no water. There's been water wars going on in Yemen, Pakistan, over in Afghanistan for decades and decades. People's lives lost fighting over water, lack of water, taking the water away from villages. But all of a sudden, those people, those beautiful people in Pakistan are losing their lives because the floods are coming up. There's no river channels. It's not absorbing fast enough. And they said there's going to be another storm coming. So get your prayers out. Watch the news and see if you can, if there's something we can do. Come and join us to save lives. The National Geographic this year came out with an issue called Water, W-A-T-E-R. I love the pages, and it became my, my absolute reference of quotes. One said, fresh water. The amount of moisture on Earth has not changed. The water, since the dinosaurs drank many, millions of year ago, years ago, is the same water that falls from Earth today. It's a water. It's a droplet of water. But, there, uh, but will there be enough for a more crowded world? This last week, we had a growth in the world of 1,451,937 new growth of people to come to Earth. Water is life, the National Geographic says. It's the briny broth of our origins, pounding circulatory system of the world. It's the pounding circulatory system of the world. 
we stake our civilizations on the coasts, oceans, and mighty rivers. Our deepest threat is a threat of having too little or too much. Absolutely. Barbara Kingsculver wrote that for National Geographic. Now listen well, because we have a show that nobody else has had in the planet. This show is the only radio talk show dedicated to life-threatening water wars and the news of it. We don't shy from life and the water. Global water and health crisis. We're talking about the number one issue of the environment, the most expensive of the issues. Under interviewing the most wonderful people, guests that come every week for three and a half years, we've been doing this. We paid our dues. We're earning our ranks. Here we come, world. The world is waiting. The guests are beyond all imagination, the greatest, most mission statement people I have ever met. We've had Nobel Prize winners. We've had NASA, United Nations, doctors, authors, people behind uh, forestry, park rangers, park superintendents, people from Holland, from Ethiopia, from all over the world. It, it is exciting. And the show wants to become that description, that messenger, that educator, that life on earth is vital with water because the moment you were born, you left a pocket of water into the delivery room. And when you delivered in that room, you became part of the orbit of the planet Earth. You became dehydrated, though. And Earth, you have to also, with your human mission, know that dehydration is the symptom of all of the planet and your personal health and life. There is so much to study. There is so much to learn. We've learned that women of the world are carrying the water with their little girls to go get the water every day with broken backs, broken arms, broken ankles, broken necks, to carry the water for the family, to take it to their home, for the family to have what's the survival? Water. We've been learning that the oil companies of our world have the most sophisticated technology in drilling for water because of the technology they learned for drilling for oil. So we will learn a lot from the world. We will learn about those, that, those the, boy, the little boy in New Jersey who took, talked his school into tube wells in India, donating $1,000, build a tube well in India where there's such scarcity of water and people are dying. You remember in hearing about the little boy who crowded in line with his cup and everybody got so upset because he was maybe going to take away from their cup and he died because they beat him? We've got a lot to learn. Let's add our, our messenger to it. Let's join together on my Twitter site. It's twitter at SharonKleina.com hour. Come in to Apple, to, uh, Apple iTunes and listen. Listen to us on World Talk Radio, which we're on today, Green Talk Radio, and our new friend out there, CBS Radio. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method of naturally with water, with just a mist, to supplement the surface of your eye. Did you know that the surface of your eye is 99% water? What happens if you have not supplemented it that day? It becomes very irritated and dry. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Imus, and we're going to be back with Bill Mott. 
is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Our special guest today is Bill Mott. He's from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, he is from Yale University School of Forestry. He's done environmental studies in, uh, in around 1993 and has a Bachelor of Science in Natural Resources from Cornell. Bill, are you with us? Yes, thank you, Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us. And is this World Oceans Day? Well, we had uh, World Oceans Days every day in, in some people's mind, but uh, officially World Oceans Day is actually in June. Oh, in June. Okay. Each year. Oh, we'll have to have you next June, too. Yeah, well, we try to make World Oceans Day every day, though, like I said. Okay, I'm glad you said that because that is important. Tell us a little bit about how you, how, how did you end up being involved with the ocean as your uh, special uh, mission of life? In other words, it sounds like that's where you do most of your studies. Yes, um, I actually work for a nonprofit called the Ocean Project now. I've been working okay. with the Ocean Project for about uh, 12 years, full-time mm-hmm. for the last five years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess I'd say my first memories of the ocean were from age four or five, I suppose, going to my grandparents on the coast of New Hampshire and mm-hmm. enjoying the wonderful life you can find in the tide pools. And, and that kind of stirred my imagination and kept me going along the track of studying nature and enjoying uh, ways to help protect Isn't my backyard, our backyard, which is the ocean. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fascination, Bill, that... Uh, that you have um, joined uh, the world, and I'm part of that, to who looks at uh, the tide pool, and you look at the rock on the ocean. And I'm in Oregon, and you can imagine rocks we have out there that are sitting out in the ocean, rocks, big, huge rocks. And uh, then you're looking across the ocean at how far you can see, but you can't see the other side. And the fascination of what, what is in the ocean and what is growing in the ocean, what all, and you look at it open-mindedly, audience, very open, objectively. In other words, blend yourself into it, the nature of what has happened there that is such an unusual nature. You know, 97% of our world is the ocean. Bill, tell us about what you've been learning that you can teach us today. Uh, well, one of the things I was just, when I was listening to you just now, thinking about how um, you said some 90% of the world's uh, life is in the oceans, I believe, and, and that's, that's true. The oceans cover over 70% of our planet's surface, and if you look at a, at a globe, you can see that we're really little islands on an ocean planet. 
And it really came home to all of us, I think, back in the early Apollo missions when they took pictures of Earth from space and showed this blue sphere in the middle of blackness. And, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, look where we're, what we're living. Yeah, exactly. And Earth has water. How did Earth be, how has Earth chosen to have the water when we haven't found it out here in the, in the universe yet? <laughs> yeah, so we're a lucky water, water ocean planet. And uh, it's interesting, too, because 70% of our bodies is made out of, made of, of water. And yes, it is. It's salty water. We all came from the ocean. You know, the ocean's the home for all of us, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us what you want us to learn today. I always pretend, Bill, that this is our laboratory and you're going to be the professor. Teach us what you want to teach us in our, our classroom today. Well, one of the things I do in my work uh, every day is work in partnership with organizations around the world. The Ocean Project helps zoos and aquariums and science museums and nature centers and school classrooms. Uh, we try to help the people who work at those places become more effective communicators for ocean conservation, water conservation, and just a better... Uh, when you say communicators, you mean good education, fun education, communication. Yeah, making it fun, yeah. making it inspirational, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully making people feel empowered so they can actually make changes in their lives and in their communities to improve the situation. That's mm. something I like, empowered. That's, that, that is such an exciting word. Because the empowerment of the mission, uh, Earth's human mission, is exciting. Because each person can give a moment to think that way. And what a world this would become. Um, now, when you go into those classes to teach at the schools and the different organizations, what are you teaching? What is this, the main topic? Well, we, we, we try to look at the 40,000-foot level. So we, we do a lot of market research, public opinion research, polling work, basically mm -hmm. trying to understand how Americans think about the ocean and water and conservation and mm -hmm. try to better understand what works to help communicate. What are you finding out? Um, you know, it's so interesting. When I decided over 30 years ago to study water and make it a technology of research into other directions of use, that nobody had done yet. And I knew I would have a lot of uh, challenges because water has been around since man looked in the mirror of the water. In other words, all of a sudden, here's, they knew the water was there, but they t took it for granted uh, along the way. And, of course, the oceans were found as an exploration, weren't they? You know, people thought, oh, my gosh, there's something other than the river we're next to or the lake we're next to or the pond. Here's an ocean that could be sailed uh, to the adventure. Uh, when you go into a classroom, what is your main topic for them to learn what the ocean, what is the life in the ocean? Well, my, my main focus is ultimately trying to get back to that word empower and making people feel excited and inspired about the ocean, but feeling like they can make a difference no matter where they live. If they live on the coast, that's simple. People see the ocean. But most people don't, and even if you live in a coastal city, you don't see the ocean every day, and it's out of sight and out of mind to a large extent. I mean, it's pretty clear from our market research that people just don't think about the ocean too often, even though this planet is dominated by ocean, like I said earlier. And so we're trying to make people think holistically about their connections through the water cycle, circle of life, uh, interconnectedness of all of us on the planet, from the things we put down our drains now, to... Now, I know I'm going to ask a common-sense question. Why do you want them to look at the ocean like it's part of the life of the Earth? What is in that ocean that would make them relate to 
that? What is in there that you've learned that you can make them relate that you've got the fresh water, which is 3% of the earth, 97% is the ocean. What is it why people should connect how vital that ocean is and what can they personally do that day? Well, one of the most critical aspects of the ocean is that it is the major source of oxygen on there our we planet. Go. Okay. So we need healthy oceans to be able to breathe. It's pretty simple. Um, over millions of years, the small plants, the phytoplankton in the ocean, have produced all the oxygen on Earth. And mm-hmm. if we if we pollute the oceans enough and kill the phytoplankton and, and make it uh, a wasteland, so to speak, uh, we're going to be hurting ourselves. So ultimately, what we do to the oceans, we do to ourselves. And so and not only is there amazing diversity of life in the ocean, but we're also counting on it. We need it to survive. The other other uh, important thing about the ocean, of course, everybody, um, well, a lot of people don't know this, but most people on the planet uh, survive on animal protein from the ocean. Of all the animal proteins um, consumed worldwide, most people get their animal protein from seafood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in North America and the United States, uh, we may not be so dependent on seafood as our primary protein, animal protein source, but it is a major source of protein for a lot of Americans as well. Mm-hmm. And so... We need to make sure that the food we're consuming is healthy, and increasingly, uh, and disconcertingly, that a lot of the seafood that's coming up in the nets is contaminated with mercury. Large, yeah. All the large fish in the ocean have mercury. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor, but you and I are going to come back, and we're going to discuss that oxygen, and then we're going to move into that, what's happening in the pollution uh, for our class, for us to learn here today. But We'll get into that combination of oxygen in the air and water and protein that you just talked about, carbohydrate. Uh, we'll have fun with that. And, but we're, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with you, Bill. You're full of information. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of tissue culture grade of pure water to mist the eyes. The eyes are 99% water at the surface. You need supplements. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Bill, when we took our moment there uh, for our sponsor, we were talking about oxygen and the life of the ocean that provides the oxygen to the rest of the planet. And 
the ocean in research has shown that it's 97% of their planet. But you did something that I believe is so important for the audience's education, if they don't already know it or they know it, is to remind them the combination of oxygen in the air of water, protein, and carbohydrates creates the life energy of all Earth. The ocean is the greatest influence. You chose to make that your mission and your dedication and your group is for people not to forget the life of the ocean and what it does to provide life on Earth. Tell us what you've learned about what's happening uh, with the ocean that people have forgotten, that there's a life there. And when you're looking at the ocean and smelling the breeze and listening to the energy that comes in with the tide comes in and the tide goes out, the tide goes in and it goes out, there's reasons for that. Tell our audience about why the life of that ocean and the lack of pollution is so important to study why we cannot pollute our ocean. It's so important to all the oxygen and all life energy that you've been learning. Give us a good class here. Sure. In, the, uh, in addition to producing most of the oxygen that we breathe on the planet and uh, helping to feed us through various types of seafood, uh, like you said, it re- really is the major regulator of our planet's climate. And, um, I mean, let's get back to the whole climate change problem that's going on right now. It's really impacting the oceans very severely. And, uh, like I said earlier, what happens to the ocean is going to come back to hurt us if we don't take care of it. So that's, that's another uh, very important aspect to think about. Um, the ocean also is cleaning the water that we drink. And it's part of the, the circle of life and the, and the water cycle in particular. Uh, it's helping to make clean, fresh water that comes down from the clouds and ultimately into our bodies through various systems. So it's, it's a great influence uh, of all of the atmosphere that's going on on the planet Earth and the whole solar system. Uh, and the reason I should not say the whole solar system, but influencing the solar system around where Earth is at. Yeah, at least our, at least our planetary system here, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And, of course, it's going to influence uh, what it's around. Uh, the Earth, planet Earth has a great mission because we have the water. 99, 97% is ocean. The life, ocean is life. Water is life. And it's life's energy. Uh, and none of this energy could be provided without the oxygen, and, and that is just the way it is. It's essential. It's a component. It's necessary to build all maintenance of our bodies and our Earth and the planet. Now, teach us um, about what you're learning about the pol- pollution that people have got to stop and think about and maybe participate. And, you know, the most exciting part about our new Internet websites and blogging and Twittering is what can we do to Twitter everyone or blog and say water, the power of water is very vital to our lives. We must every day get up and think, take care of the life of the ocean, take care of the life of the wetlands, take care of the life of our aquifers, and take care of our fresh waters of the earth. Um, what are you learning about the pollution, and what are people doing? Are they, what is be, being done on the whole planet? Let's just don't go in our country, but what's being done around the planet to help us uh, solve the problem of polluting our ocean? Well, one of the biggest problems on the planet, of course, is climate change. And with climate change, uh, scientists are increasingly concerned that the oceans are actually 
because of uh, chemical reactions with the atmosphere and the ocean, uh, the oceans are actually becoming more acidic. And with more acidic oceans, even a slight change in the pH, they're seeing uh, a breakdown in some of the food chain in our in our world's oceans. And that's very disconcerting because um, uh, it's the foundation of all life. And if, if life in the oceans are dissolving because of slightly more acidic ocean waters, um, that's that's a real concern. So coral reefs, for instance, won't grow as quickly, and they 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 can start dissolving in more acidic ocean ocean waters. Um, the climate change problems, of course, are driven from humans based on land and what we all do in our daily lives uh, through driving or choosing to bike or walk more. You know, those small decisions uh, really add up collectively when enough of us decide to take action and change the way that we live on the planet and try to live a little bit more lightly, uh, thinking more holistically about our place here and, and how we are making decisions in everything that we do every day, um, whether it's how we commute to work or what we choose to put in our, on our plates to eat. Um, eating is, is one big way that we like to try to connect people to ocean health. Uh, there's all sorts of better sustainable seafood, if you like to eat seafood, that can make a big difference for the ocean by the power of the consumers, uh, by the power of consumers working together. And also um, by choosing to commute more sustainably. Those are, those are two big ways. Now, the thing about seafood, uh, I was kind of alluding to earlier, the uh, big problem with seafood from the oceans these days is the mercury contamination that's coming from... I met somebody recently, a very, very well-known doctor in the, in the world, <clears throat> and we got to this dinner meeting, and he sat there, and he was so uncomfortable, and then finally he said he had mercury poisoning. A very very important, astute, dedicated scientist. Got mercury poisoning. Wow. And um, I've had somebody on our show as a guest who had mercury poisoning. And what happened, audience and Bill, um, she said that when she had, they had no idea she had that, and they kept trying to figure out what was wrong with her health. And all of a sudden she was losing her, getting so stressed out and losing her little bit of memory, and she didn't want to admit to that. And then all of a sudden she was losing weight, and things were happening, and she was almost to a wheelchair. And then they finally decided she had mercury poisoning. This particular doctor that I've met not long ago, in fact, it's just last month, um, his eyes were affected, his body was affected, and because of the, that there is a lot of seafood in his diet and has been because of his back, where he lives. But back to the whole idea, I guess... Mercury poisoning is very uh, much influences coming from seafood that has been having challenges in the ocean. Well, that's 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 right, and and uh, it's horrible when people have mercury poisoning. What what can go wrong in their bodies? And mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a I have a friend also who had some mercury poisoning by eating a can of tuna every day for lunch. She thought that was a good thing oh. to eat, healthy and healthy protein, and, get a little uh, oil. Actually. That's that's that's, yeah. that's really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it is. Have, it is. And besides, we're eating out of a can. <laughs> you know, once in a while is fine, but uh, you really don't want to eat any seafood on a regular basis every day. Any large species of seafood because uh-huh. they do have contaminants in their bodies that bioaccumulate uh, as they go up the food chain. The mercury pollution is um, largely coming from coal-fired power plants, and uh, th- those, of course, is 
most people know are, are driving the electricity that we all depend on. So if mm-hmm. we save electricity and conserve electricity in the house mm-hmm. and at work and at school, we can actually help cut back on the numbers of coal-fired power plants and, and ask for alternative sources of energy for lighting our homes and powering our computers and, and all that good stuff that we, that we depend on every day. Um, but the mercury in the seafood is, is an issue, and, and I always like to bring that up with people because people think that uh, just because the seafood's in the stores or at the markets, uh, it, it is safe and clean and well-managed, but it's not necessarily the case. So, uh, and I'm glad you, Bill, I'm really glad, and I'm very open to, I'll, I'll tell you where I come from, is thank gosh we have a store to go to. We walk in our stores with a logo above it, confident who they are, and we're understanding that they would only have in there what was best for all of us and probably the best of products to choose from also. Mm-hmm. But we all have to use our common sense. We're learning more. It shows like ours is teaching people more about what is going on with your health and, your, and what you need to learn to be is more proactive about thinking ahead, planning, about what might be, and then watching your own rhythm and your own body health. In other words, when you get out of bed, Bill, and you begin your day, are you taking in tune your health as you move along? What might Somebody else might be able to do something that you found you just can't do it or do it as much as they get to do it because for some reason it isn't affecting them like it does you. We all have to be thinking ahead. Like we have to think about that ocean as life on Earth. And it is providing oxygen. It is our climate. It is everything to do with um, um, the energy of oxygen and nitrogen and carbon and, and hydrogen and, and to get to the protein equals. And then you've got your oxygen and your carbon and your hydrogen to get to the carbohydrate equals. And then you've got your ox- oxygen and hydrogen to get to the water. And the waters that come down and feed to the earth and, and, and go to the lowest point from the fresh waters back going into the ocean is, is life. And that's why I made my show, The Power of Water, Earth's Mission, and the Health Issues. It's a crisis. We on Earth take it for granted so many things that are vital to all life to be for long term. And what you're doing to bring this subject to us today is exciting because uh, now tell us something else that you think uh, with what time we have left. We've only got about five more minutes. Tell me about some things that you really don't want to leave the show and, and educate the audience about. Well, there's, uh, there's a whole variety of things that I'd love to share with everybody, but one of the things that's become more uh, of an interest and concern of mine uh, over the last couple of years is the, the lack of connection with nature and children. Uh, and I have a couple of young kids in single digits, and they certainly get outdoors and explore nature as much as I can get them outdoors. But most kids in their school and and in general, are uh, suffering really from what's being called as a nature deficit disorder. Uh, there's some time outdoors, whether it's you know in a city park or along the beach if you happen to be close to the coast, just to let kids explore nature, turn over stones, look at insects, you know, touch things and, and smell things. And I like and that. Soak it all up. <laughs> you're and right. Go on. I like it. Well, it's 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 increasing. I like what you're doing. There's various scientists that have been studying this uh, phenomenon, for lack of a better word, of, of kids just being disconnected. You know, they're, they're obviously everybody knows a lot more kids are playing with electronic devices these days. Oh, yeah, they're indoors too much. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even uh, if it's pouring down rain and stormy, let them go outside, smell it. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that, and it's really uh, it's, it's it's a little disconcerting because there's showing up uh, evidence showing up that the kids that aren't getting outdoors and, and in touch with nature aren't doing as well academically. Well, they can't be very healthy at all, mentally or otherwise. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, so that's that's one thing. Just, I mean, unstructured playing outdoors. They don't have to go play soccer or softball. They can just go out into a park and, and wander around on their own within you know certain parameters and mm-hmm. safely do so. And, Dig in um, the soil. And get dirty. And a lot get of, dirty. Uh, <laughs> I like that. A lot, of, a lot of parents don't want their kids trampsing through the woods or the, the mud or the swamps. And uh, I think you know, within reason, that's dirty. a really good thing to let the kids do once in a while. And, oh, right. Good for you. That, I, that's my favorite topic as children of the world. I, in fact, to Bill, I have said to the world, there is no imperfect child. They're all perfect. <laughs> and I, we've had the heads of park systems from Yellowstone National Park to you name them. We've had them on here. And uh, we found ourselves talking about the junior ranger system that they have in the programs. Uh, we ha- we're out of time. Do you have anything you'd like to close with today to get people to come and learn more from your website? Uh, well, if I could promote our website, that'd be great. Yes, you um, can. We have, well, we have three websites. One is worldoceansday.org. That's mm-hmm. the annual event in June that I encourage any and all to participate in at some level. Uh, we have our general informational website, which is pretty dense, a little bit encyclopedic, theoceanproject.org. But then for anybody uh, getting back to empowering people, anybody who wants to help take action in small and big ways, we have a website called Seize the Day. It's a play on words. It's S-E-A-S, like the oceans and seas, seizetheday.org. Oh, seas, S-E-A-S. And we have a seven seas pledge. It's uh, a fun way to learn about what you can do wherever you live in small and big ways to really make a difference for our for our planet and, and for ourselves. Right. That's, uh, and that's why I did a show years ago, and we're calling it Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission, and What Can You Do? It is so important, and it can save lives, save a life doing it. Well, yeah. I, Bill, I want to thank you for joining us. You keep up the good work. Tell everyone there we said hello, and I All hope right. well, to have you, you on again someday. Thank you. You have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Be well. Bye. We're going to listen to our sponsor, but our next guest is Cindy Simpson from Highlands, New Jersey. She's the executive director of cleanoceanaction.org. We're going to have a lot of fun with this today. Are we learning? Thanks to Bill. Let's go see what Cindy's going to teach us. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know the surface of your eye is 99% water? You need to replenish that with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Cindy. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Cindy, how are you? Hi, Sharon. I'm fine. How are you? Well, I am fine. And are you sitting there in New Jersey? We are. We're sitting right here on the other side of the ocean um, okay. from where you are. I'm in Oregon. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Have you we... ever been to Oregon? No, I haven't. Oh, my I gosh. Haven't. Come over and be a guest. I'd love to. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of wonderful things about Oregon. Yeah, and my, um, my radio show is from Southern Oregon, Grants Pass, Oregon, mm. and uh, out uh, in front of me is the famous Rogue River. Wow. And yeah. um, I've lived in those mountains all my life, born in them, and we haven't, the Oregon Ocean, have, uh, the Oregon Ocean is so different than your New Jersey is. It's rocky, right? Very rocky, mm-hmm. dark gray sand. Yeah. Uh, we have the tide poles, but then uh, big, my huge favorite. rocks out in the ocean, around the shores of the ocean, and absolutely gorgeous cold. <laughs> <laughs> but now you tell us about what you've been doing. You're the executive director and of a group called CleanOcean.org, and tell us what that is. Sure. It's uh, Clean Ocean Action is a coalition of organizations, actually. It's about 125 organizations in the New York, New Jersey area that are focused on cleaning up this, this little puddle in, in the world's ocean. You know, we are big um, believers, as you are, about um, the power of water and how there is just one ocean. We call it different things, but it's all connected. And, you know, I've, um, we are, you can step off into off the shore of anywhere and go anywhere in the world. So it really does connect us all. And although I'm sitting on a sandy shoreline, and, you know, um, I so enjoyed listening to your earlier guest talking about the ocean. We love getting kids sandy and wet out here yeah. and learning about the marine environment and the extraordinary creatures that, that live know, out here. You know, what happens to all of us, and, and I have been studying water for over 30 years, and I took it into a little different technology for the mm-hmm. benefit of it personally because I felt like the power of it should be studied to be because we're dehydrating so quickly from birth. Oh, it's And that uh, research never has yet, but we will influence that in time, that from the moment that baby is born, it's entered into the air we're breathing, Earth, and is living here like a little orbit person is an orbit on its own, and dehydration begins. And mm. because the oceans are 97% of Earth, mm-hmm. the water of mm-hmm. Earth, and 3% mm-hmm. is fresh, 1% mm-hmm. usable, mm-hmm. people forgot. And I decided to do this. I mean... Um, 
strangely, uh, growing up in Oregon, I found that I loved to climb the mountains. I swam very young. I swam through the edge of the rapids that drove my parents crazy. <laughs> I would swing on the grapevine. In fact, it was so amusing. My brother would cut and I climb that hill, and here's a grapevine. And he said, oh, you go first. Well, you know why you wanted me to go first, because will it hold? <laughs> so here we are in nature. Yeah. And and what Bill Mott said is so true about children and getting that child from the understanding their part their nature but their water. Right. And the, and Cindy, is that possible that even the show today could discuss the power of water? Don't take it for granted. It's all everything to do with the oxygen and our life on Earth. What mm-hmm. is the number one issue of of the environment? The water. Water. I mean, you know, there there are a lot of issues out there, and people tend May to get I overwhelmed. You, but have you ever heard that to be the number one issue? Has anybody ever said over and over and over again, the number one issue, water, water, water? Well, I think there are a number of people out there, but we seem to be all preaching to the choir. It's getting that message well, to we're Washington. we're going to change that. <laughs> right, exactly. I, the power of water, Earth's human mission, and your health on this Earth. It's vital to diseases and the future of eternity. And you've heard about what's happening in Pakistan today. Oh, my gosh, More is coming, yeah. more floods, and life endangered and lives lost because mm-hmm. there was no proactiveness way back in time for those t- river channels to handle uh, what had been happening. And the, and the river channels were, and the water channels were changed way back right. for, for right. personal gain. And You mess with Mother Nature and, you you know, sooner or later it comes back to Well, and they're you. living on the, uh, the deserts of the earth that lost right. their water. It's down below right. in the channels and the aquifers. Now, tell us about the New Jersey. What is what is New Jersey, B-I-G-H-T, by? Oh, right. You know, um, there are wonderful, I heard you talk about the Yellowstone, and there is, you know, the Grand Canyon, also carved by water. Right. Um, and there are these beautiful, beautiful places. There's, you know, I'm sure um, in the ocean we have sanctuary areas. There's George's Banks. But the waters off the New York and New Jersey coast are actually fantastic ecoregion uh, and with uh, underwater canyons that are um, flooded remnants of the Hudson River, for example, that cut deep, deep um, canyons into the, into the ocean depth. Okay, I'm going to follow you here for a second. Along the Hudson River, mm-hmm. there's deep canyons under that river? Well, the Hudson Canyon, um, the Hudson River used to flow out to the continental shelf. And right. during the period of the glaciers, when they melted, they flooded some of that, um, that canyon that was carved by the Hudson River. Okay. So there are, you know, if you were to go diving or get a submersible and, and look underneath the ocean waters here off the New Jersey coast, you would find these deep canyons that oh are carved God. and have oh. wonderful, you know, soft oh. coral systems and fish um, populations that uh, live in the, on, the, uh, on the edges. I mean, just fascinating ecosystems are there. Um, unfortunately, we haven't um, dubbed our, our waterway with, or our area of ocean with a fantastic name like the Grand Canyon. Um, it's called the Bight. It's called, it's called B-I-G-H-T. <laughs> um, we're, okay. t- we're working to change that. Now, why did, who, how did that begin? Let's play with that. Let's well, learn. you know, the word, it's interesting. The word Bight, it's a, you know, it was scientists that, that have this word mean, meaning an indentation in the coastal zone. Oh. So if you look from, the, from, the, from above, from uh, an airplane, the 
uh, Long Island kind of juts out perpendicular to the coast, and okay. that indentation that was caused looks uh, is was called a bite, and because it was in the New York, New Jersey region, it's the New York, New Jersey bite. So we have to give it um, a better name. Um, you yeah, know, oh, yes, merge and have a contest. <laughs> <laughs> um, My goodness. Okay, uh, now really fascinating. Uh, and the other thing fascinating about this water, these waters here, is that it's the northern sort of edge of the warm water that's brought up by the Gulf Stream from okay. the south, and it's the um, southern range of the colder water that comes from the Labrador currents. So our ecosystem here off New York and New Jersey, which is, you know, oftentimes thought of as very polluted and with because of the fact that we're the most densely populated urbanized area in the country and um, in some areas of the world, um, but um, we have all these different species because of the cold water and the warm water combined. Oh, yeah. So we have, um, you know, 25 species of whales and dolphins, four mm. species of seals, five species of sea turtles that oh. all enjoy these areas. Oh, my goodness, life, life. Yes, yeah. it is spectacular. And so we have been working very hard over the years. When we formed um, about 25 years ago, there were eight ocean dump sites. We were the ocean dumping capital of the world. Nowhere else uh, were there physical areas in the ocean for dumping sewage sludge and acid waste and industrial waste. You know, our forefathers, our, our, <laughs> our founders were geniuses as far as, you know, you think back about what they did. But my gosh, what were they thinking? They, they invented the frying pan in Greece and they did that. I mean, <laughs> you think about what they were thinking, you know, you try to put yourself in the spot of what they were right. thinking because they were such proactive uh, people, but it's amazing they didn't stop to think about sewage in the water. Consequences, yes. Consequences. Yeah, and uh, we've yes. come so far. Now we're going yeah. forward. Um, now is NOW to figure it out, to go forward, and people join uh, what is called a mission. I call it Earth's mission, the power of water. I love that. I love um, that. It's well, the power you. of one for the power of the water. Exactly. Life for Earth to be for mm. eternity. Wonderful. And, you know, and there is a secret to this all. Uh, Earth has a secret. Uh, I've said it at the end of every show. Embrace your life, every precious moment. But Earth is whispering, Cindy. Mm -hmm. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. And I mean, in other words, you do something good for Earth, and you'll be there forever. You're immortal. Oh, that's beautiful. And last for eternal. Beautiful. Uh, now, with your group, what do you do with children? Do you go in and work with schools and... We absolutely do, just like so many organizations. The, and as your previous caller said, one of the keys is getting them wet and sandy. And twice <laughs> a year we, we get kids out here from all over Aww. the state, many of which have never even seen the ocean, much less actually touched it or been from a New part Jersey, of it. New Jersey, they haven't seen the ocean? Yes, people, oh my kids goodness, that grow up in Newark and Jersey City and some of the urban Aww. areas, they just never have had that experience. So we, we... Um, now, in the, New Jersey, you've got white sand. You've got white sand. Oh, we do have. It's and so like, when they go to the ocean for the first time yes, and they and see white sand, they probably think, oh, my gosh, where, what, what planet am I on? Yeah, and they've, they've seen it on pictures. They've heard about it, of course. They're learning about it in school, but they've really never touched it. They haven't had that salty taste, and they haven't had that sand between oh. their toes. And, and one of the other oh things gosh. that we do is we, we, um, Takes a newborn we have horseshoe baby. crabs. <laughs> Sorry? 
take the newborn baby. Let oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we um, give them uh, a lecture, a, t- a talk about um, the horseshoe crab, the incredible horseshoe crab, which New Jersey um, has one of the world's largest population. They're all shrinking, but one of the largest populations, which is, you know, in harm's way, is in the Delaware River and along the Jersey Shore. So we, we have horseshoe crabs, live horseshoe crabs that the kids are able to cradle in their hands afterwards oh. and oh. actually hold this prehistoric creature in yeah. their hands and learn about um, its legacy and how important it is um, to all of us. You know, the blood of the horseshoe crab is used to create an antioxidant for a, or, um, an anti-viral um, uh, vac- um to ensure that any vaccines that you've got, if you've ever had a shot, if you've ever had an an injection of any kind, it's been tested through horseshoe horseshoe crab blood to make sure that it's safe. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that's still, there's no no replacement for that now, um, even to this day. So horseshoe crabs are incredibly important to human populations, even though humans are working very hard to, um, you know, toward their extinction. Isn't that fascinating? It's oh. really an incredible creature that it's been, you know, you look at um, the, the... It's a purifier uh, then. Yeah. The crab um, is a purifier. At the, it, it acts as a, absolutely does. Okay. And that's just an incredible story that many people don't know about, which I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to talk on your show about it because, you know, a lot of people look at horseshoe crabs with fear because they look so prehistoric. They look scary with that long spiky tail. And, and what color are they? They are, they are brown. The brown. horseshoe crabs themselves are brown, um, and they've got fascinating... Obviously a, a horseshoe shape. Yes, they are, exactly, which is how they got their name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are, they are national treasures in Japan, but here mm-hmm. um, they're harvested for bait, um, and, you know, their, their, their habitats are being encroached upon with development along the shoreline. Mm-hmm. So... We need to really work hard and educate. So these kids, every one of these thousand kids that we um, have through the program hold a horseshoe crab and learn about how important it is. So you don't, you know, you don't know the ripple effects, just like you, you, you say with, you know, you, with every drop in a pond or with every drop in the sea, you make a ripple effect. And the ripple effect of these kids being made aware, being, you know, being a part of nature for that, for that day. I've got you know, to tell how- you one. You'll enjoy this story. Um, I was invited by a faculty member to speak at Cortland Manor, Blue Mountain Middle School, mm-hmm. up along the Hudson. Do you know where that's at? Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, this about three months ago. And um, I thought, oh, my gosh, I can hardly wait to get there. And I was in Manhattan, so I took the, uh, the train with my husband, Bill, Bill. And we got on the train out of Grand Central. We're coming along the Hudson. I go, oh, my gosh, Bill, we get to go up all the way up the Hudson. Mm-hmm. And I never had done that on the train and got to the school. And we were going to talk about water because the class had a project coming up on water and science. Wonder. So out of the clear blue sky, I'm, they were concerned about water being boring after an hour assembly. And they wanted me on stage. I said, no, 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 I'm standing on the floor. And I need to tell you, Cindy, they listened with intense. The faculty was shocked. They went a half an hour longer. I missed my train. Those kids cheered and shouted about the subject of water, their water, the world's own water, and 
It was just exciting. Well, how so inspiring. you reaching out for kids. It, how it works. Inspiring. It works. Yes, they cheered, so. and some of the kids wanted my autograph. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Oh, that's but great. We're, I, we're out of time, and I want you to know I'd love to have you on again. Uh, and any wonderful. subject you think is important for the world to listen to. And, and now uh, they can go to, what's your website? cleanoceanaction.org. It's very simple. We clean up the ocean with action. And in, um, because we are all connected through the oceans, you know, with the work that we do here, we hope in, um, will have national effect. It does. And in fact, I like the way you said it. We're all the earth, all these cultures and countries are connected by the ocean, the life of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Cindy. You well, have a thank nice you, day. Thank you, Sharon. You too. Be Thanks. well. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. What have we learned today? The life of the ocean is beyond all. We cannot take it for granted. It's, it brings, like uh, Bill Mott said, it, you go up in the Apollo and uh, oh, up above an airplane and as high as you can go on your air balloon and look back at Earth. Earth has the water. Out of the whole solar system so far, it's Earth has water. There's a mission. There's a miracle. There's a power there. And I want you to stop and think about the ocean. The ocean brings us all together through life. We all have something in common through that ocean, life. And yet we've been learning that when the droplet of rain comes down, we have water, fresh water that comes. And as we're born and we came from that pool of water, entered into the air we breathe, we're dehydrating. That's something we need to study in science is what is causing the dehydration of our everyday because it starts from birth. What is disease? What is our oxygen? What is our life? What is our attitude? What is our stress? What are we eating? we got to maybe think about those things. Maybe we need to be more proactive. I need you to know I enjoy the show very much today. I love these shows. These guests are absolutely the most wonderful people I have ever talked to, met in my life. I hope you come and listen every week and save a life and join us. The power of water, Earth's human mission. Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. But Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. Be here for more. You're immortal to me and to all of us. You're special. I want to thank you for listening. Have a nice day and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.